Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Monday, May 29th. Thank you guys for um, tuning in tonight. We're so happy that you are here. I know this is a off night for us. We're normally on Sunday nights, but I thank you guys for tuning in tonight anyway, so we greatly appreciate that. Um, thank you for those who will listen to this show on the playback. Um, and for those who are out there listening live, if you have questions or comments, please don't forget to uh, give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, it's 914-803-4399. Again, Denise will be out there on Twitter, and I'll bring her on the line right now. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show. As Denise stated, um, thank you guys for joining us. And, yes, I will be out on Twitter, and we are using the hashtag BeautyTalk. Um, and we are beauty underscore talk on Twitter. That's beauty underscore talk. You can leave your questions and your comments there, and I'll be sure to read them um, if you have any. Um, really quickly, uh, the Powder Group is putting on a boot camp with Louis Zakarian. Uh, boot camp with Louis Zakarian. Um, this takes place Tuesday, June 20th through Thursday, June 22nd. So you can register online at thepowdergroup.com. This live and in-person program is a first-time ever three-day hands-on workshop that is not to be missed. In this very special event, Saturday Night Live department head Louis Zakarian will lead attendees on a journey of creativity and execution as he showcases the process and techniques that have won him industry accolades, multiple Emmy Awards, multiple uh, makeup artists and hairstyling awards, and the reputation of being one of the most um, respected and revered artists in our industry. Again, this three-day hands-on program, Tuesday, June 20th through Thursday, June 22nd. If you're interested in this class or if you need more information or if you just want to register, you can go to thepowdergroup.com. And for those of you who are big uh, IMAX fans and you're a fan of that trade show, um, IMAX has set its date for uh, Los Angeles for next year, January 13th through 14th, and still pending um, to be determined. The London date for 2024, again, is to be determined. If you want to stay in the know and get more information on all of the IMAX shows, you can go to imax.net, and you can join their newsletter for more information. All right. Um, just wanted to remind everybody that PBA's Future Leaders is heading to Vegas 
Um, and if you want to invest in our industry, supporting our growing professionals, please join them July 10th of this year. Um, and actually, I think early bird registration is happening now. Uh, so you can save about $300 if you register actually by the 31st of this month. Again, that's Future Leaders in Las Vegas. All right, we have our guest on the line, and I don't want to hold her up, but I'm excited to have a conversation with her and learn more about her and her career. Please welcome Ms. Marva Stokes to the show. Hi, Marva. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good, good. good. How has your Memorial Day holiday been? Oh, it's been very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back here in Atlanta for a couple days. Um, Okay. So, yeah, it's it's been nice to see, you know, family and friends. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Good. So let's just jump straight in. Um, Can you introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us a little bit about um, how you got started in a career as a hairstylist? Oh, okay. Uh, Hi, everyone. I'm Marva Stokes. I'm a native of Los Angeles, California. Um, I was originally like a a kitchen beautician. (laughs) I've always been here. I first learned how to do um, braids at the age of seven um, on my brother doll on a camping trip uh, to like a church camp in New Mexico. So that's where my love for hair started. Um. Did hair all throughout elementary, middle school, and high school. I want to say I started charging in middle school. But I definitely <laughs> was sending my friends um, home in different hairstyles than what their mama took them to school with. <laughs> so um, I didn't realize that, you know, this would be like my career. I, I just thought it was right. like a side hustle, you know, for so long. Um, but it was, I had people to pour into me. Uh, I want to say like 2014 was the year mm-hmm. I was working at, as a banker for a casino. <laughs> uh-huh. and, uh, doing all the dealers' hair, you know, people coming into casino doing their hair. And it was one of those things like, why aren't you doing hair? Like, why are you here? And I kept hearing that a lot. And mm-hmm. um, I literally just prayed one day and was like, all right, God, like, can I do this? Like, can I do this as a my main job and my main career, and I mm-hmm. uh, said, so you got to make a plan for me. Like, you got to lay it out for me. And I looked at right. the schools. I, I ended up going to Aveda Institute um, that was in Westwood, uh, California, and I was there for, I want to say, a year before I graduated, but it was at Aveda where I participated in the volunteer opportunities, and I met mm-hmm. other hair and makeup artists that were in the union that were doing like a, um, it was a beauty event for homeless women of Santa Monica. And so Mm -hmm. I networked with a couple of them. And um, one of those ladies reached out to me a couple weeks later and asked if I was available to work on a short film to do 1940s hair. I had absolutely no idea how to do 1940s hair, but I asked one of my teachers at the school if he could teach me a couple of hairstyles. He did. I got the job. And that was my first time on set ever, and that was in 2015. And oh, wow. I remember working 18 hours 
for like $150, and when I tell you, I loved it. Like, I'm tired, but I want to come back and do this all over again. And that's Mm -hmm. where the love for filmmaking, you know, happened. And um, the AD on that project was a a black woman, and she's the one who told me about, you know, last looks and continuity. And I'm assuming she knew I was green, but just the fact that she kind of held my hand you know, to yeah. say, like, this is this is what it is. You know, I really appreciate it. Um, but the mission to get into the union started in 2015. Um, I knew I needed to find a mentor. And so I came across Camille Friend in 2016, so about a year or so later. And I actually flew out here to Atlanta. I took a class. And I just soaked up all this information. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to go back to L.A. and apply all of this, but somehow, <laughs> somewhere I am. Um, <laughs> but I started a relationship with her, and she was my mentor. And um, in 2018, I got into the union. And that's what started my career uh, as a hairstylist in the film and, and television business. I was always you a hairstylist. So I'm, sorry. Huh? You, said something, you said something so important when you were saying that you um, – you know, you got a call to work on a short film. And that's yeah. so important for people that live in, in these uh, union states and you're wondering how to get into the union. Like, that's the best start is getting on these, like, short film, these short films, these independent projects that are not union. Yeah. And, I mean, you yeah. can work those and get your days that way. And even for people yes. in non-union states, like people here in Atlanta, they all, always think that you have to be on a union project, and you don't. And you you don't. can get your days on non-union projects as well. Right. Absolutely. And, least, and those non-union uh, projects, those short films, those are the best uh, projects to learn, like you were talking about um, last looks and, and, and continuity. Mm-hmm. Those are the best ones to work those things out because – People aren't going to be as hard on you there because they're like right. they're just happy that somebody came to work for that little bit of money. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So they're not going to be as hard on you there, you know. And you get a chance to work out all your kinks and really learn and grow. But you said something that made my day, and that was oh. I just started charging when I was in elementary. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I so really cool. Oh my god, yeah, that was the best. I, sh- I sure did. I was like, I think I was talking back there. Like, I want to say like maybe forty dollars here, fifty dollars here, but oh my yeah. god. I, I, uh huh. I did. You must, I did you must have been nice. There. You must have been nice. You know what? I was. I I, I was, if I have to say so myself, but you know, I tell people when they, when they talk to me now and they say like how, you know, nice my braids are, I said, listen, I've been braiding since I was seven and I just right. never yeah. stopped. So it's mm-hmm. just the repetition. It's the practice. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you, you can't learn something right away and just think like, oh, perfection. Like I'm about to master this right away. I mean, maybe for some people, but this has been really years in the making, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes, these, <laughs> I you know, one of the things, uh, <laughs> me too, I really do. Surprisingly, I don't hate it. Uh, <laughs> however many years now where I, I still enjoy it, you know, thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to say something about the short films 
you know, when mm-hmm. I talk to people who, who do want to get into the union or even just work on projects, period, whether it's union or non-union, I tell them, um, I remember doing, I did a lot of short films, and I did a lot mm-hmm. of them with AFI, um, like their cycles and their thesis. It's not a lot of money, but that was like my my training ground, my camp, you know, to yeah. really learn a lot of the things that go into, you know, creating a, a movie or a short piece or whatever. And so I think that's um, when people are like, well, how do you do it? Like, how can you network and, and find these projects? And I'm like, I mean, I started at the film schools after I did that short film. And once you kind of work that, that network, however big or small that is, it does get to a point where you're like, well, you still need to meet, you know, people. Right and become like the go-to for, you know, that producer or that director. And um, some of those producers and directors that I worked on their thesis from AFI, I still talk to and work with to this day. So it's all about oh, wow. creating those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about. And people don't realize that. People will just say, oh, gosh, she works all the time. Well, sometimes it's because of those people that you met early on when you didn't have much mm-hmm. in this industry and they didn't have much as far as credit, and you all work together yeah. and you remember one another and you continue to work together. Now that everybody's right. like big time, you know, they're still going to call in those people they remember and help them when they weren't big time. They do. They absolutely mm-hmm. do, and I'm, I'm truly grateful. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it will continue nice. to happen that way. Mm-hmm. What would you? What kind of advice would you give someone um, who's trying to get into the feature film and television business, where they have to be a part of the union? Um, what kind of advice would you give them? And what are probably let's say what would you say was are the top five in any particular order? The top five things that any hairstylist should know if they want to work on feature film and TV. Hmm. The top five things they should know. Uh, I would tell you exactly what Camille told me, which was know how to apply wigs, um, mm-hmm. how to style, you know, wigs, how to remove wigs, you know, how to um, lay down the lace. That was, I want to say, the biggest thing um, because you know a lot of shows are wig heavy or can be wig heavy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I will also say cutting hair for sure. And now, because a couple of years ago, or well, five years ago, for me, yes, it was wigs. But, you know, we've had this thing of um, more natural, you know, textures and, and needing more hairstylists that can do natural hair. Um, I will also say knowing how to style natural hair, but also keep the integrity, the health of the hair as well. We have so many actresses who, you know, sometimes they come onto these shows and their hair ends up far worse than what they started with. Um, So I think that's very important to keep the health and integrity of um, the hair. Like, yes, maintain, you know, the style, create the style, but to where your actor is not suffering, you know, um, from it. Um, Let's see, that's Two, what would be the third one? Mm. 
maybe the balance of life and work. I try to stress mm-hmm. that to people who say they want to work in the industry. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's some sacrifices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially if you're a parent, you know. Especially if you're a parent, uh, whereas I'm a mother of two, um, you know, and if you have a, a significant other, you know, you will, hopefully it's perfect. You will have someone that's very supportive, you know, right. of that. But the the time, the, the amount of hours that we work on these projects, you know, we, we can see the crew far more than we see our own family. And that can be a right. bit tough. And so I, I tend to ask them what's the priority for them. Um, and if they're willing to, if both of them are willing to, you know, to work on that um, to achieve whatever the, the dream is. Um, so the balance, creating that if they don't already know how. Um, let's see, what else would I say? Wigs, natural styling, the balance of work and life. What else do I tell people that's coming into this business? Relationships. Um, the skill level. I feel like you definitely need to know how to do a little bit of everything as a hairstylist. So outside mm-hmm. of the wigs, even just styling for like period pieces right. just knowing a couple of hairstyles from each um, you know decade yeah. um, because we have few people that come in and it's you know it's not like the salon with the the press and curls and the weave you know um, the character development how about we, we know and learn about that yeah mm-hmm. with you breaking down a character um because I'm, I'm sorry to say, you know, sometimes we see someone laying in the bed and they are full of glam, and sometimes I just don't understand that, y'all. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, right. can, can we really break down the character development and what that looks like and how do we make that as realistic, you know, um, given what we do for television, right? What, what causes right. mm-hmm. this thing? Do we know that? Um, do we know how to break down a script? Um, those are some of the things that I think coming in they need to know because unfortunately you can come across somebody and when you don't know those things, sometimes the shows are not where where you can hold someone's hand. That's to me the unfortunate part. Um, right. You do want to be open to learn, you know, and I, I want to be open to also teach as well, but then there's the other side of it where, like, you still got to get the work done. And unfortunately, you know, production don't really care. They just want to get these shots off, you know. So I feel like right. if you come in and you know those things, you're in a much better position than someone who doesn't, you know. And, right. You know, that sometimes that can be cut short, and that's very unfortunate as well. I want to say that's four. I don't know if that's five. Um, <laughs> and then that may be the first that should probably be the first one but the yeah first exactly it could take you so so far absolutely so I, I think that would be five absolutely yeah I think that would be my five so let me ask you um, have you ever have you had the experience of doing hair in the salon I know you said you were a kitchen beautician but have you had that experience doing hair in a salon? 
Yeah, I was in the salon um, in Compton. That was like one of the first salons that I worked in in Compton, mm-hmm. California, and then uh, went over off of uh, Pico and I want to say Casio, um, kind of like in LA, LA-ish. Mm-hmm. I was in mm-hmm. those two salons before. This was around the time like the suite started to be popular. Where people and they were doing okay. it in the salon. They would have they would create like their own private suite. I was doing that, and then um, the suite started popping up. And then once you saw the big difference in the you know the uh, what was it not the rate that you you know the the rent that you pay each week. So yeah, like the booth difference what you were paying at the salon. Yeah, the booth rent. You see the big difference between paying at the salon versus what the suite was. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go back home. <laughs> you know, and, and, and do it and keep all your money in my pocket. Um, um, but again, I was the kitchen beautician. You do your, your friend's hair, your cousin's hair, you know, and I still had my regular job because my parents were, um, you know, they're, they're, but they're from down south. And, you know, you go to college, you get a degree, you get married, mm-hmm. you get to a house with the right picket fence, there's that. So my mm-hmm. father didn't think me doing hair was a real job. He didn't think that was yeah. a real job until I started working in production. Um, yeah. Now he's, you know, yeah, so that's why I always kept it as a side job because it was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to eat off of this. Um, but once I learned yeah. about the union and I told him, he was still kind of like, okay. And then that, now <laughs> he loves it. Like, yeah, you go to right. every job you get. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> I think they yeah, first have to. The they have to see the. Um, I think they have to see the consistency first. Like, okay, she's doing this job. Okay, that's great. That's fine. But then, then right. it's like when you're not working, you may be sitting at home or whatever. And then when you get another job, and then they see you, you know, you have this one job, and then when that's over, maybe you sit for a while, and then you have another job. But when they see that that you know, that sustains you and you're, you're actually making a decent living from that, then I think they're okay. They're like, okay, yeah, this is this is the real deal. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I mean, and he's always made, my dad always made pretty, you know, pretty good money, just, but once I surpassed what he was used to making himself, then that's when he really started to, you know, he had right. to the whole family. And I said, oh, gosh, you can't do that. But that's you know, really, really proud, you know, grateful, right. um, you know, for it. But, yeah, that's, that's what the turning point for him was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What are, what are some yeah. things that you've learned? Um, what are some things that you've learned about the film and TV business as, as far as doing hair is concerned um, now that you didn't know when you first started? When I first started, what I didn't know, I mean, it was a lot I didn't know. I didn't even know how. I mean, I learned about continuity from, like, the first, you know, short film, but um, how detailed it needs to Mm -hmm. be given the show or the the movie, you know, like the magnitude of it um, Mm -hmm. and how to make that easy. And I actually really learned a really great way from um, Jamie Lee McIntosh. And I've been using her way of doing continuity ever since. Um, it's a lot I didn't know. Let's see, even, oh, different head wraps. I learned how to do a wig wrap um, first initially from Camille 
Um, but, you know, each job and working in a different department has I learned other styles of wig wraps. And so it's great to have an arsenal of uh, mm-hmm. different techniques and ways to achieve, you know, the same the same look or, you know, the, the end result that you need. Um, that that's a that was a really good thing to learn. Um, you know what I what I absolutely love. I have worked under some people can sit and watch their hair all day, and I mean mm-hmm. just fascinated by like you could take the most rattiest wig <laughs> ever <laughs> and make it look brand new. You know, and whatever the, the picture, to show somebody a picture and say, this is what I need, and they go and they do that, oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's what else? It's, it's so much, you guys. I, I try to be a sponge where, wherever mm-hmm. I go. Even, I mean, even on BP, the, the solution that we made to, like, freeze the hairstyles in place, you know, so that it can keep a shape underwater. You know, like mm. just the little things that you learn from show to show that you can take with you mm-hmm. to the next yeah. show. So if you, you know, when certain situations come up and it's like, oh, okay, wait, we did this on this show. Maybe we started mm-hmm. on this. And it's still a, you know, a, a trial and error. Um, yeah. But just, I, I've learned a lot of different ways to achieve different looks. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's wigs, um you know, working with hair pieces, working with wiglets, working with ponytails, like not always having to use a full lace, you know, wig, maybe doing a half wig, three-quarter piece, and how to, um, well, you got to go from like day one to day three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. How to make that transition, you know, yeah. quick and easy. Um, yeah, it takes a, it takes a lot of thinking ahead. <laughs> Oh man, definitely. Yeah. Like, we can do this even if it's changing around certain things, but right. that that piece is kind of fun. Sometimes it can be frustrating, you know, like from right. Ironheart, the, the braiding. Oh my goodness, I was like, oh my god, yeah, all, right. all the braiding that was taking place. But on other shows where you know you go from doing, um, you know, a ponytail to a half up, half down, I had to learn very quickly. Like, okay have these pieces ready, we're going we're gonna to slip this out, put this one on, and also knowing what products to use to make that transition even easier. Sometimes you can't use yeah. gel, you know, yeah. so how do, I, how do I get that same, you know, effect? So without it taking yeah. a day. So, yeah, I've, I had plenty of opportunities like that to learn um, how to use different uh, projects. I mean, not projects, products. Yeah. I think um, the transition. I think uh, hair and makeup artists and film and television, and I know there are a lot of creative people out there, and I know there are people out there who've done a a lot of things, but I think hair Mm -hmm. and makeup artists and film and television are some of the most creative creatives out there. Like, I really believe we make movie magic. I mean, to know some of of what we go through (laughs) to achieve what, what we achieve and make it look like, I mean, like the simplest of, of, of hairstyles or the simplest of makeup right. looks when they're actually, yeah. you know, not that simple when you're trying to, you know, carry them out. Right. And it's like, but we make it right. look so simple in the finished product. And I just think, you know, it's, it's a lot to be said for hair and makeup artists in the industry. It really is. I think we're, we're some of the mm-hmm. most creative people. 
What, you, what, what have you enjoyed about film and television since you started? What have you enjoyed about it? And I know you just said, like, you know, um, learning new things and using different products and stuff to achieve certain looks. But what else do you enjoy about it? Um, outside of the process, um, seeing the end result, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like that, like, oh, okay, we did that, you know, or that looks mm-hmm. good, and even critiquing, like, what you could have done better or, you know, what you would have done this way or that way. Um, mm-hmm. But outside of that, I do love the um, the relationships that we create sometimes with the crew. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the at least what you will hope for, the love and the harmony that, you know, you want all day throughout the day. Um, yeah. I, I, for me, I, I love that. But I also know, like, there's always a peak on any project. <laughs> and it's like, it's going to be mm-hmm. a day or a week where we all tired. And it's not, <laughs> it's not negative. It's just we all tired because we all work in the same way, right. you know. Right. Um, right. But I love, you know, when it feels like family. That's what I really love. You know, when you can remember Roger, like, that really felt like family, and we all took care of each other. Because you know how mm-hmm. brutal, you know, production um, can be. So I think that's one of, the, one of the best parts for me outside of the creative process, you know, of, of um, creating a character or helping bring that character to life. Um, but just the relationships that you can create and hopefully maintain. Yeah. Yeah. Let me. I want to go back to the braiding for a second. Um, okay. You know, nowadays, nowadays you see so many um, natural hairstyles on on black talent. Um, lots of braiding. You know, back when you first got into the union, did you see a lot of a lot of braiding back then? Not as much as we're seeing now, no. Yeah. Not, and not even as, not before as much you... I got in, uh-huh. Yeah, and I don't, even I don't you... remember seeing this much. And before you got in, like long before, like back when we got in the union, which was like 2002, mm-hmm. you didn't see that at all. Mm-mm, you didn't see that at all. all. And as a matter, as wow. a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, and I'll speak for um, black hairstylists. Uh-huh. Um, I'll say this. Some black hairstylists, when it came to, for instance, like, you know, like you were talking about all the wig work that we, you know, that takes place now, but a lot of times back in, back early, in our earlier days, a lot of talent had weeds. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, and... Some hairstylists would actually do the weaves for the actress, and some would send them somewhere to get a weave because there are still uh-huh. a lot of black uh, black hairstylists who don't braid. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a lot they, who they don't, don't braid. They don't, they don't want to do that. Yeah, they don't want to do the the sitting, you know, or, I mean, or the standing those hours. Um, you know, to to do it. I don't do it as much, um, or at least as often, I, sh- I shall say, um, just because of, you know, when you've done it for so long, whew, you, you get tired. <laughs> <laughs> you get tired. Yeah. I've learned, like, getting the system, you know, you want to, how can we cut this down? And, and 
some people, especially the actors, they like that. You can get two and three people on the head and get you done in just, you know, two hours, three hours. It's like, great. Um, but I, I remember working the girl from sun up to sundown, you know, doing braids. And I could see how it could be a wear and tear on your body. I remember my cousins. My cousins used to braid my hair when I was younger. And um, I was sad when she when she stopped. So I definitely get, you know, how their hairstyle is now. But they're like, I'm not doing the braids. It, it, can, it can be very taxing. It can be very, yeah. And it sometimes, it, depending on your position in, in the trailer, you know, it, it frees you up. It's easier to send them out to somebody that you that you trust that you know will, you know, uh, execute the look that you need, you know, for mm-hmm. them for the show. And you can focus on other, you know, on the other actors, other styles and things that you need to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely get it. It's outsourcing. <laughs> you you yeah. need a good crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can do it for you. Absolutely, absolutely. What would you say would be your dream job in, in film and TV? Or outside of filming, maybe. My dream job. My dream job. Um, you know, I want to do more action movies. Mhm. Like uh, like I was watching John Wick the other day. I was like, I want to do more stuff like that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. even, um, yeah, that was a good know, movie. Like the, the, the militant kind of movies, you know, the ones where it's just like the army or something. Yeah. Like snipers. I like those kind of movies. Uh, like extraction, yeah. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. And I know those are more men, but those are the kind of movies I'm like. Oh, I want to work for that or movies like that. Um, don't get me wrong; I still love to be very, you know, creative. I just don't want to get boxed in, um, right? Because I I know I can do pretty much, you know, everything. Like I'm really good at braids, I'm really good at natural hairstyle, and I'm really good at, you know, hairstyle and even period stuff. And I want to show more of that. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't want to be boxed in. So I'm I'm ready to kind of spread my wings a bit and get out there into some other genres. What was your most challenging project? Most challenging project. Um, let's see. My most challenging project, I would say, it depends. Production-wise, I would say it's Legion, which was my first key job under Joy Zapata. Um, that was my first big job where it was, you know, like four different units, and it was super wig heavy. Um, it's just the amount of hours that we worked. I, I want to say that was the most challenging. The maybe creativity, maybe? Maybe BP in a different way was very challenging. Uh, you know, a very big magnitude of a, of a production, um, but we're also doing it through, you know, like the height of, um, well, kind of like the height of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, needing to be super prepared because, you know, at any given moment, we will have to change things, change people that if somebody popped up and had COVID, you know, or part of your team got to go home because they've been exposed. And so then that changes what you're shooting for today. So you can imagine how we had to have so many wigs, you yeah. know, yeah. and ready to go, um, you know, on top of, like, the weather issues and even um, issues of, like, just getting people because it was really busy, you know, in Atlanta at that time as well. Um, I think that one was um, 
I think BP Buzz was really challenging just on the creative side, but also on the production side, like the logistic side of it as well um, overall. But I will always remember, like, my first, you know, big job, which was Legion, and just how that, um, um, yeah, that, that was that was brutal. <laughs> that was really brutal. So I, when I started BP, and I was like, this is nothing. I did Legion. Like, this is nothing. And then when it really started to get in there, I said, oh, no. I think I got my work cut off for me, <laughs> you know, on, on, on this one for sure. So those two for sure, for different reasons, they they were the most challenging. Yeah. And for, yeah. for our listeners, for our listeners, when Marvin says VP, she's referring to Black Panther. So, Marvin, what would you say <laughs> was one of your favorite characters to create um, – what was one of your favorite characters to create um, that you can talk about? One of my favorite characters to create. Uh, let's see. I would say right now, because, you know, that's my sis, um, Dom, Dominique Thorne, to reread. For BP, we tried out several styles, and um, I would say I did not know or understand the magnitude of her character. Um, it was just a matter of just trying to find, like, a natural style that she would like, you know, that Ron would like, that Camille would like, and we went through several that um, just wasn't hitting. And we were at the camera test, and... Ryan actually pulled up a photo. He typed in, like, Oakland Girls on Google mm-hmm. and pulled up a photo of, um, you know, some Oakland, some Bay Area girls that had these cameras to the back with the baby hairs. And, and he was like, can you do this? I said, yeah, I can do that. Baby hairs and all. I said, yeah, I can do that. I said, all right. And we, we tried it out with five braids and, you know, figured out she was the middle part and it was just made more sense balance-wise to have three on each side. And, you know, we could do the cute little buns in the bag to make her look very young, you know, considering the age of the character. And then um, we could drop it down. Just that process because it was so natural, you know. Like, mm-hmm. you just try out so many different things. And you're like, okay, no, that don't work. No, I don't like that. But, again, me not realizing, <laughs> like, where where this is taking her, where this is going. I had no idea about the show, you know, after that uh-huh. or anything. So this, it was very organic, you know, even the relationship between her and I and her even still now trusting me to do her hair, you know, for her projects. Like, it's just such a very organic um, process. Um, and, again, wanting to be real, and I love that the both of us have this thing of just really wanting to make sure that we're showcasing and, re- and representing you know, black and brown girls that they really right. see themselves on screen. Right. Know? So yeah, she would be one of my, my one of my favorites. I love working with Tika. Tika's my sister too. Um, working with her on mixes that was fun for you know doing these these '80s looks, but in a kind of like a reimagined way of just the natural because she still wanted to you know do natural hair like the curly hair. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was fun, you know. I really got to play 
every week, if not every day, with just different, you know, different styles with her um, on that show. But as of recent, I would I would say it would be Dominique or Riri. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Now, how was how was it transitioning from Black Panther to Ironheart with with her look? Did it pretty much stay the same, or did it change any? We got it to where it was similar. Um, so to know that Ironheart starts with six months after Wakanda, that story ends, mm-hmm. um, and having to realize that we're now kind of taking a step back, like going back to Chicago with her, going back home, and how that um, changes for her and how that changes her look almost drastically. I was. Mm-hmm. It was a little confusing for me, um, given that we pretty much established her, you know, on BP. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a bit hard for me, but really understanding the story um, and talking, you know, to her and um, Sam and um, Angela and even Zoe to really understand, like, the breakdown of it, of her character and, and why, you know, her hair would be totally different in some way from the braids and VP um, and her showing more of her natural texture, like how we did the, just the two braids in the front, but this curly in the back. She still wanted, she's so uh, low maintenance to a degree, you know, like yeah. she'll spend the, the money, you know, or she'll look, she's more into like her shoes. <laughs> you right. know, the kids that she was wearing, but she wasn't really too much thinking about the hair. It was like, yeah, I want to have this braided up and out the way because she's always working and creating something, you know. So right. that was a bit of a challenge, um, but not not too too much. Once I got it, it it made sense. the The hard part was how do you do all these different styles logistically, you know, given the schedules that we had in the two different blocks. That was the most challenging part. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find it? Um difficult, and I don't know what your experience has been, but do you find it difficult sometimes, like when, you, when you're when you working with black actresses and you're doing, you know, the different styles or what have you, um, do you sometimes find it difficult trying to explain to um, producers, um, directors who, who may not be black? Um, trying to explain, you know, why you have to do what you have to do, um, you know, how black hair is just different and we have to treat it differently and, you, you you know, you need, there's different needs for black hair. Do you sometimes find yourself having to explain that? To, and I ask that question oh, because always. I remember, yeah, and I, re, I remember us working on a TV show, um, The Virus Remorse, and some of the actresses on there um, you know, a lot of them wanted to change their hair, like, for different things. Uh-huh. And some of the, the producers were like, well, why do you have to change the hair? Like, they they feel, they felt like they had to write that in the story. But black women change their hair every single day sometimes. All the time. You know, <laughs> all right. the time. It's it not like, all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, it's not like, a spe- oh, I got a special haircut you know, and, and whatever. No, it wasn't that. Like, when we feel like changing it, we might have on a wig today, you might have a weave tomorrow, you might, you know, have your natural right. hair, and it's all different. Do you right. feel like sometimes yeah. it's difficult trying to get them to get it? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, we, you know, we had that conversation even on um, the last show that they did there, Ironheart. Just, you know, would she do that? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, yeah. as a black woman, yeah, that's, that's something that we do. And I, I appreciate those who do take the time to really try to understand why or how that right. is instead of the mm-hmm. ones that are just like, well, no. You know, and it's like, well, then that's not necessarily being really true to the, if you're saying this is a black woman, not really true, mm-hmm. um, and that can become a fight. But I've had those conversations pretty often in the last couple of years. Um, gotcha. It's just how how can we can converse that, like communicate that to where I can do this, we can do this change, and we can make it um, very efficient. You know, it doesn't have to be this mm-hmm. long transition. I think once I started to explain to them that, well, we can do some slight changes. You know, and find what works for everybody. You know, the the right. grounds, whether you're actor, your director, producer, you. I think once I started to break that down and how we can make it easy, and not so much time, mm-hmm. then they were much more open to it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, before we go, Marvin, I want you to take the time to um, just just talk about um, what you have to offer to other hair. So I just want you to promote yourself, like, you know, classes, whatever you have going on, just um, share that with our audience. Ah. <laughs> um, oh, goodness. I've been talking to so many people who've reached out, um, you know, wanting help or even advice on getting into, you know, the union. Um, I do these these calls. I call them salon to set, and really what it is is for me to find out where exactly you are in your journey and to help uh-huh. you put an action plan together to, you know, become a TV film um, hairstylist. I never guaranteed that anybody would get into the union, but I do say that given the ways and the steps that I've taken, that it's definitely possible um, if you do it, you know, this particular um, way or at least the steps that I've taken. Um, so nice. That's really all I've been doing. <laughs> I don't mind talking to anybody and helping anybody with whatever I can do and help with. I'm always open. Um, you can always hit me up on my Instagram, Marva underscore Soap, um, or email me. Um, you can go to my website, MarvaSoap.com, and you can contact me through there as well. But I'm always open to share and to help whoever. Nice. 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 Well, congratulations nice. on your Guild Award. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. So surprising. Very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice. so much. This was so yeah. fun. You guys are getting me yeah. out of my comfort zone because, you know, I like to be behind oh. things. Uh, See? Well, under the covers. <laughs> You seem very comfortable. You seem very yeah, comfortable. So. Thank you. I felt like you were already in your comfort zone. Oh, thank you so much. I'm over here praying like, Lord, don't let me say nothing crazy. <laughs> thank you so much. No, I so appreciate you guys. Yes, yes, yes. Well, hope you see you soon. Too. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure I'll be back out here. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to see you guys again. We'll work together again. 
Yes, yeah. of course. There's <laughs> gonna be a lot going on, so we're we're, we're running to each other again. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to it. All so right, thank you so much. Thank you. You guys have a good one. Thank you. You too. Oh, were you ready to say something? No, I was going to ask Marva what her definition of beauty was. Oh, my definition of beauty? Mm-hmm. Ooh, your spirit. Ooh, that's, that's good. My, yeah, your spirit. You got to have, have a, a beautiful soul. That's the truth mm-hmm. to me. If your soul is pure and good, oh, my goodness, you can be the most beautiful person. With a beautiful spirit, so yeah, it, it has to be your soul. Just there for me. She went right. Love through. it. I love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's what I try to have. I, I try to come in with, you know, that's integrity and, and and operate in love and produce quality work. That's that's my three things for me. You that's know, right. so that's it. I mean, the love part. I think that has to do with your soul, with your spirit. So yes, absolutely. Right. That's, that would be my definition that's of right. beauty. I love it. Nice. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Have a good All night. Right. Travel safe. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank okay. you. Bye. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, thank you again to Marva Stokes. Um, great show. Appreciate her coming on with us. Um I don't know if you could tell by the conversation, but we worked together on Ironheart, um, another Marvel project. Um, great fun, very long show, actually, um, creating these these wonderful characters. So hopefully we'll be seeing that sometime in the near future. But again, thank you to Marvel Stokes for joining us tonight. Thank you for those who tuned in. I see Miss Sharon Tina out there. Thank you for tuning in. Happy birthday to Langston. Um, thank you guys again uh, for tuning in. For those who are listening on the playback, thank you so much as well. Um, we'll be back again next Sunday night, 9 p.m., Sunday night, 9 p.m. This is just a, a, a little holiday situation, <laughs> and we had to switch the date uh, for this week. So we'll be back on Sunday night at 9 p.m. All right. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Have a wonderful evening. Have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.